take our time and attend to them one after the other. Amen. I, Pastor and I are glad to be back. Amen. I bring you greetings from Father's Delight Ministries, Zaria. Praise the Lord. They normally host their annual convention at the beginning of the year in January. And um, I've had the privilege of being in uh, those meetings in the last, I, can't, I don't know, seven years now or six years. Praise the Lord. And it was a great time. Anytime I've had the opportunity of being in, not, in the north, um, what really excites me is the commitment of believers in the north. Amen. And um, most importantly, those churches and ministries we are affiliated with, seeing how they are having the same experience in a different location. Amen. Glory to God. You know, Zaria is not one of the cosmetic or cosmopolitan cities of Nigeria, as you have Abuja, Lagos, and maybe Port Harcourt. But the church, at least the one I visited, is not any different from any church in any other city in Nigeria. Amen. Excellence, great hospitality, wonderful atmosphere, great people. Hallelujah. You know, and um, I, I am happy and I'm honored to be associated with ministries like that. So we had a great time. And lives were touched, people were blessed. I also was blessed. Amen. And when we have the opportunity to be in meetings like that, um, even if we're going to impart lives, we are also very open to learn. Uh, when someone stops learning, you know, the proof that you are old is that you have stopped learning. Amen. All right, but as long as you are still open to learning, uh, it means you are still willing to leave. Amen. So, there's a lot. We also learned being around um, those believers in Zaria. And I look forward to that all the time. So, I bring you greetings from my friend, Reverend Dr. Joshua Tender and his lovely wife, Pastor Moji. They actually said I should greet you, so I've done it. Amen. Glory to God. Um, yesterday we had our various cell outreaches across the ministry and I know that we had awesome testimonies Amen let's put our hands together for all the fellowships and the cells having the opportunity you know to make a difference in their own locality. You see us say making a difference individually, locally. So in their own locality, they've been able to impact people. 
I hear I heard testimonies of people that received Christ, people that got healed, people that got filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Not in this hall, but in different venues yesterday. Amen. And that's what it is. Um, we should be able to carry what God is doing here out there and also change lives. I'd like to take a few um, accounts of what transpired in the sellout, which is I, we have 11 fellowships, so definitely I can't call 11 of them. So I'll just pick two uh, and uh, allow them share with us um, what happened in their own um, particular program. I'll call on Brother Ikena, amen, Mayor of Alpha Fellowship. I saw him just now. Where is he? Okay, he's outside. He's coming in. And um, um, I'm not with my phone here, but there was a particular fellowship testimony that I was really excited about. And I wanted that testimony to be shared also. Glory to God. Now, we, we, we had the experience of um, the kind of thing we want to see happening across the cells and fellowships. I also call on um, Brother Richard um, Believers Fellowship. Amen. Now, there are several other fellowships. So of course, uh, today is not a testimony service, so I just want to hear what happened in your outreach. And um, just go ahead. Praise God. Good morning, church. Hallelujah. Um, I will start with the preparation before the outreach. Um, preparing for the outreach, we decided to take out some time to pray. Um, this was the first time where, for the new ministry year and for the new year itself, where we are having an outreach meeting. And after the restructuring for the new cells, so we decided to take some time to pray. Um, I and my team, my fellowship members, decided to take um, 30 minutes of every day of the week to pray, spend time praying for the meeting. Hallelujah. We chose a time of the day from 12 noon to 12.30 p.m. every day. Even if you missed it, you were supposed to still do it. And um, for us, what, one great thing I could say was that there were some cells that had had previous outreach meetings prior to this time that um, they had better results this time. Hallelujah. In terms of attendance, that was one. And then um, in the midst of the meeting, we had testimonies of those that got saved. We also had testimonies of those that got healed. Hallelujah. Um, in preparing for my own meeting, um, preparing on Saturday, that yesterday, I took out time praying and I received a word of knowledge for somebody that had a discomfort in a person's like a um, this stomach disorder. That was the exact phrase I, I got. I had never had that before. Usually in the meetings, I might have a word of knowledge for one or two people. But this one happened to me while I was preparing for the meeting at home. Amen. Praise God. And um, most of other um, um, people had testimonies of those that got healed. Hallelujah. Those that got saved. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Alpha Fellowship. Hallelujah. First, I want to thank Pastor for the privilege to serve. Hallelujah. Um, like what Brother Kenna said, um, preparing for the meeting, 
um, one of the things I've learned in church from pastor is that if you've done something and you are brought into a new thing, don't approach it as though you know. Come empty and depend from God's spirit and grace. Hallelujah. And that's how we approach this new ministry here. So there was this side of praying for the meeting. On Thursday that we came to church while we were praying, and pastor just said, um, hold somebody and Fortunately for me, I was only my assistant's hand. And so we were just praying, and it just dawned on me, like, okay, let's just lock our hearts together. I didn't tell him that we prayed. That the way we prayed, I felt like he connected. So we are praying, and at that point, we've not gotten our venue. We're looking at our cell venue to use. So there was this town hall that we had a church there, and I, it, it just, it's not something that is available. So while we are praying, it dropped in my heart that that is the place. So I connected in a prayer here that this prayer will open the door for that cell venue. More comfortable, it's more like a small church. We had chairs, everything. So we prayed and there was this victory in my heart that this is it. So we closed from church. I moved straight past nine. I got there almost to ten. I met the man. From when the man saw me, it's more like he's my brother or he has been here before. So they're telling me about church that I am into. Amen. And as I speak to you, that venue was given to us. Hallelujah. We are the best venue. <laughs> then the meeting itself was wow. We had those that, there was someone that had um, sight issue. The person couldn't see far. The person got healed in the meeting. Hallelujah. Amen. We had someone that had ankle. The person got healed. Someone had malaria, word of knowledge, and the person came and they spoke the word. The person stood up. The person got healed. We had souls saved. And we impacted the place. Um, I saw scripture fulfilled that um, we are being sent to reap from where we bestow no labor. I just bless God for that. Hallelujah. God bless you. Put your hands together. God bless you. We, of course, we have several other testimonies. I just called out two out of the others. Um, Disciples Fellowship was sharing about how they got five people received the Holy Spirit. Amen. And also the minister to the sick yesterday. And um, um, I also have a report of um, Love, Love the Johnson's Fellowship, how they also had eight first-timers, and someone also got born again. Amen. Um, Shepherd's Fellowship also had someone that received the Holy Spirit. Um, same thing with uh, Streams Fellowship. And then there's, a, uh, there's one I'm not seeing here. Okay. Okay, Readings Fellowship. Someone got filled the Holy Ghost. Say amen. And they also had six first timers. Friends. Three souls got saved. Amen. Who have I not called now? Sorry, this is not my listener. I'm just... Glory to God. Put your hands together and celebrate Jesus. Okay, there was a healing. Intercessors Fellowship, someone with severe neck pain got healed. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Um, um, I, I, I'd like to just mention something. Thank you. That one of the 
remarkable things we should always see when we have cell outreaches like this is that people must be saved. Amen. People must be healed and filled with the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Um, you see, nothing beats those things. Amen. We thank God for everything God does. Alright? But people receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior, people receiving the Holy Spirit and receiving healings are very important. So never downplay that in your cell outreaches. And when you are preparing for those meetings, you pray and expect those kind of things to happen. I remember um, the story of a certain evangelist that met another evangelist. And um, he had healings happening in his ministry um, effortlessly. You see people healed in his meetings. So when he went to visit the other evangelists, he discovered that people get saved in mass, you know. When he holds his meetings, people receive Christ and all that. So he asked him, he said, how come I don't get people saved like this in my meetings? But people get healed. And then the man responded and said, people get saved in my meetings because I expect them to be saved. Amen. I expect that in my meetings, people will be saved. So you are having outreach meetings, expect that people will be saved in the meeting. Expect that people will be healed in the meeting. Expect that people will be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you are not expecting it, then it's not going to happen. Amen. Now that expectation is there even before the program holds. Amen. And because of that expectation, the unsaved will attend the meeting. The sick will attend the meeting. Those that need to receive the Holy Spirit will attend the meeting. Amen. Is that important? Is that, is that a good, good, good counsel to give to you? Amen. So understand that. So all the testimonies we're sharing here, someone getting saved is not something someone can do. Are you listening to me? Alright? Someone getting saved. Now, let me say this to you. I, I, I believe in the demonstrations of the Spirit. And I function in that gift. But we have to know what is important. Amen? Listen to me. Because most of you here will have the opportunity to hold meetings. Maybe in your home. If you hold a meeting and everybody in the meeting fell on the floor and then they stand up and they didn't get saved, they didn't get healed, they didn't get filled with the Holy Ghost, it doesn't mean anything. Amen? Are we together? So, the purpose of manifestations of the Spirit, number one, is to establish that the presence of God is here, apart from helping people. Amen? So, signs, wonders, they are to point people to Jesus. Amen? That's the purpose of a sign. So, if that is not happening, then the aim is defeated. Glory to God. Are we together? So, people getting saved, healed, Filled with the Holy Spirit is very, very necessary in all those outreach meetings. Glory to God. Once again, let's celebrate all the mayors and the fellowships for their meetings yesterday. Glory to God. Before I get into um, the teaching of God's word, I just want to get all these things off. 
Um, today we'll be having membership school. Hallelujah. Uh, this is the second class. So, the moment we close the service, the membership school will hold here in the hall. If you started class one yesterday, um, last Sunday, make sure you stay back for your second class. Now, um, if you wanted to start last week, and for whatever reason you couldn't start, and you want to start today, amen, I would like you to see me immediately after the service. Amen. Now, membership school is so important, so important. When you have Christians, <laughs> you have Christians that, you say this guy or this lady has been, has been in church for a long time. But why, why, you know, someone asked me that question um, last year. You know, some, some reputable person we met somewhere, you know, he is not a member of our church, but someone that knows about what we're doing. And then he said, Pastor, we just for five minutes. <laughs> he said, I want to ask you a very important question. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't ask why the person asked me, but the person is close to someone in church here, and I hope it's not because of you the person is asking me the question. The person said, Pastor, why is it that you have people that have been in church for long, but their character and their attitude does not reflect how long they've been in church? In that I say, hmm. Because when the person asked the question, I was thinking, why are you asking me this question? Amen. That's, how are you? Fine. A pastor, I have a question. Just like that. <laughs> you know? So, um, I tried to say a few things. But let me say this to you. When we have membership school now, and you did not participate in a membership school, it might not worry anything today. But somehow, a building block will be missing. Amen. And there are a lot of Christians that they've been around, but they didn't get it. Praise God. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. I was sharing about a brother that will be counting how many years he's been in this church. You know? Oh, I've been, ah, we say, Renaissance Assembly. Ah, I've been there and I know them. Pastor TV, ah, back, way back, before the war. But when you go and check, he's been coming around, but he's not done membership school. When we have prayer meetings, he's not in the prayer meeting. He does not belong to any fellowship. Amen. Listen, you are not with us, so. Amen. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, you see, spiritual things, don't, spiritual things are not guesswork. They're not guesswork. They are sure. If somebody did not write jam, I think they're, they're, they're selling jam forms now, right? If someone didn't write jam, will his name be published when the result comes out? Now, will, won't it be madness for someone to say, the results are out? Now, these days, they do it online, right? I want to check my results. Then he's trying to check his results when he did not write the jam. Hello? That's how it is for a believer that that thing was not added into your life, but you're expecting the manifestation. Are you listening to me? There will be no results. It won't, it won't be there. So you can even be around church, be around church, you've learned everything, you know everything, you know, you, should, you, know, you, you know 
all the things around church, but you don't know the word of God. You don't know certain things that are important. And so a void is there. When you see a man born again, he's been born again for long, he's still beating his wife in Christ Jesus. Something is missing. Hello? Something is missing. And if you're in this church, you beat your wife, you will do membership school again. <laughs> Henceforth, you beat your wife, you will do membership school again. Okay, they say I should be saying it this way. If you're a woman, you beat your husband, you will do membership school. <laughs> because on these days now, women, the wives are beating the husbands. Too. You will do membership school again. Because the truth is, certain things have to be laid down in your life. Amen. So, after the service today, membership class will be holding. If you missed the class, you didn't start last Sunday, meet me and let's see what we could do for you. Amen. Is that understood? Put your hands together. Amen. Two more things. Um, from last year, we started our Faith to Faith Bible Academy. Amen. Faith to Faith Bible Academy is an institution for spiritual education. And uh, we've been on since last year holding mon- uh, monthly courses, short courses. We've done several of them. And um, this month, uh, Faith Faith Bible Academy will kick off tomorrow. Amen. We have two short courses. One for people that are free during the morning hours, 9 a.m. to 12 noon. I believe that's bloodology. Am I correct? Yes. So, bloodology. Ever say bloodology. All right, so from 9 a.m. to 12 noon, Monday through to Thursday, We'll be having this short course. There are studies in the blood covenant. Hallelujah. Um, you, you know, someone can assume something. If you're not taught, you will never even know what you are even missing until you sit down and learn. Amen. You know, so I'd like to encourage you, if you've not registered for it, register and be a part of the course tomorrow morning. Now, you are not available in the morning, but you would like to do the courses. There's a course for the evening. It will run on Monday through to Wednesday. It is spiritology. Amen. That's two different courses. Now, from time to time, we've done bloodology in the evening before. All right? We've done bloodology in the evening before. And we have also done spiritology in the, in, in the morning before. So, so, um, please ensure sports spirituality is concerning spirituals. The things of the spirit can be taught. Amen? They can be taught. Just as you have natural laws and people learn about them. People learn about electricity. Alright? And how to use it. So in the same way also there are spiritual laws and they could be taught and you can understand how to operate them. So if you've not done the spiritology class, register. Registration, just um, you could go to the, uh, f- we have a website, faithfaithbibleacademy.org, but you could find, the, maybe it would be easier for you on Facebook, just go to uh, f- 
put search for Fit Fit Bible Academy and our page will come up. You click on it, you see the information there on how to register. There's a link from that point. You can register and be a part of the course. The course is not free. Amen. There is a fee of 3,000 naira per person. So please register. You can also register for someone. You know, um, register for someone and make sure that they attend. Now, if you got born again yesterday during the outreach program, you came out, you received Christ in whatever cell meeting you attended. Today, you should be part of the membership school. Amen. Alright, so we'd like you to be part of membership school and that's how to grow. Amen. Growth in Christianity is not automatic. You have to apply yourself to it. Alright? You have to apply yourself to it. You apply yourself to God's word and then growth will happen. So the membership school is going to help you grow spiritually. And we want you to grow. Hallelujah. Alright? So take advantage of that. Finally, on the 8th and 9th of February, the anointing will be in the city of Abuja. Um, this quarter, we have two One Word from God meetings, one in Abuja, the other is in the city of Leeds in the United Kingdom. So, but for February, the one in front of us here, um, on our trip to Abuja, so to Zaria last weekend, we stopped over to look, check the venue and all that and had a meeting with some people that are on ground over there. But this week, um, some folks from here will be traveling down to do some invitations and um, things we need to do to prepare for the meeting. But February 8th, which is Friday, February 9th. Now, this is our first outreach to Abuja. Amen. Glory to God. Our first. We prayed about it, right? Okay. It's our first. Our first. And it means a lot. It means a lot. You know, it's good to know when God says now. Hallelujah. Alright, so... Um, there are several folks looking forward to the meetings. We thank God for all our ministry friends that are looking forward to the meeting. But I want us to recognize the fact that we are the ones making that happen. So we're going to be praying. We're going to be giving towards the meetings. And we're going to be involved in the way we can. Hallelujah. All right. The cards, um, we also, last week when we were there, we went with a, 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 a box full of materials, the flyers. Uh, they're already in Abuja as we speak, you know. And um, we know that lives will be touched. Amen. And it's the beginning of something awesome in the city of Abuja. Glory to God. Um, then from there we'll see um, how it goes. And I'm expecting some of you to fly in. Amen. Just to attend the meeting. Glory to God. Not because you are doing an outing in Abuja. Just the meeting is worth it. Amen. You should fly in and attend. Amen. Amen. If you can't fly, join the bus. But plan to attend. Amen. Now all of us can't attend, of course, because... 
you know, but plan to attend. By the time you come for Abuja, you will come to Leeds, then you will come to Norfolk, and anywhere we're going, you can also go. Amen. Yes, that's, that's what it is. You should be able to go. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Just bow your heads for a moment. Father, I thank you for the light that only your word can bring to the hearts of men. I pray that as we speak, let the light of God's word penetrate every heart, affect every mind, shatter the darkness in our thoughts, and bring healing to our bodies in the name of Jesus Christ. And let people say loud, Amen. Amen. Let me just pray for the sick. If you are here, you are sick in your body, just lay your hands on that part of your body. Um, just sit. Uh, lay your hands on that part of your body. You came here, you know. Um, someone has been having dizziness, you know. Just lay your hands on your head and the power of God will meet you where you are. In the name of Jesus, right now I speak over your body. And I command that sickness, that pain, that disease to live now. You spirit of infirmity, I break your hold over that body. From the crown of that head to the sole of that feet, loose in the name of Jesus. And now I speak healing, wholeness, strength, recovery to that body. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' most precious name. Well, we have been talking about possibilities. Everybody say possibilities. Mark 9.23 Jesus was speaking in the book of Mark chapter 9 verse 23. And he was talking to a man. And he made that statement because the man had a situation. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Jesus didn't say some things are possible. He said all things are possible. There are experiences in the word of God that you might not have experienced yet. It doesn't mean that the word is not true. Amen. You have to learn to trust the word of God more than you trust your experience. To come to the place as a believer where you recognize that God's word is superior to my experiences. In God's word, there is provision for healing. And there is provision for divine health. Why? Because people might find themselves in those situations. In as much as there is provision for healing, there are still people that are sick. In as much as there is provision for divine health, there are people that are not anywhere near divine health. When 
third John chapter 1 verse 2 said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. The scripture is telling you about the experience you should have in Christ. Amen. Now, sometimes you find that what the scripture said and what you are experiencing, there's the contrary. Are, are you understanding me? Now, as believers, it doesn't mean we now abandon and say, oh, maybe, maybe it's not the will of God for me. Maybe it's just my, this is just what God planned for me. No, no, no. It cannot be what God planned for you. You have to come to that place where you will press. You will, you will press. Are you understanding me? For that experience that the Word of God talks about. You will strive Amen. In prayer for that experience that the Word of God talks about. If not, what will happen to you is that you start giving excuses. And a lot of times, that's what religion does. We give excuses. We give excuses based on human experiences. We say, well, well, you know, you know, it cannot be this because look at this other person. Let me give an example. You know, sometimes when we start talking about healing and divine health, some, some, uh, um, 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 someone that maybe uh, opposes what we teach or uh, has a problem, an issue with what we teach, we say, well, they start citing examples. What about, what about that man of God? What about that pastor that he, he, he was a healing minister? He died of sickness. Let me explain something to you. A healing minister dying of sickness does not change what the Word of God said about sickness. Are you listening to me? It doesn't change anything about what the Word of God said about sickness. Because the standard is not the minister. Amen? I'm not going to use the minister's experience to validate the scripture. Amen? Am I communicating? And so, don't, don't, don't get to that place where you say, oh, what about, what about, what about? And then you use that to Talk down on God's word. To make God's word look like it doesn't really mean what it is saying. I said all of this because of what Jesus said. He said all things are possible. Amen. He didn't say some things are possible. So if I am at a place where I have not experienced all things being possible. He is first of all helping me change how I think. Amen. To accept that in God's own plan. Amen. All things are possible. Amen. Glory to God. If I take one cup and add to a second cup, and I look at the two cups and I say one plus one is two, and then God shows up and says, No, one plus one is five, I will say amen. Did you hear me? You didn't hear me, you didn't get me because the way you are looking at me. I said, If I carried Two cups. Let me use something else. Let's suppose I am holding a microphone in my hand. And then I say, give me a second microphone. And they gave me a second microphone. And I'm holding two microphones in my hand. And then someone asks me, how many microphones do you have? And I say, I have two. One plus one. Two. Then God says, T.B. Peters, you are having five microphones in your hand. I will say, Amen. Hello. Are you listening to me? It means that the moment the word of God comes, I am willing to let go of my experience and accept that word. Are you listening to me? But a lot of times, what believers do is that they keep arguing. 
Ah, it's two I have in my hand. No, God says it's five. God said it's five. You know, I love something someone said. He said, in the economy of God, one plus one is anything God says. That, are you understanding me? One plus one is not two. It is anything God says. That means that you come to that place where you understand that what God is saying to you is superior to whatever you are going through. And then, when you embrace what he's saying to you, you will embrace the experience that the word of God is bringing. Because that word God is speaking is coming with the experience of the word. Amen. Are you with me? So, never. You know, someone say, oh, you know, I've been going through tough times. Things have been difficult for me. Things have been difficult. That's the experience you are having. That's the experience you are having. Then, God's word going to speak to you. And says, I am with you. Amen. The moment that word comes, amen. Stop still holding on to your experience. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, that's not my message. I'm just, I'm helping someone. Here, Jesus said, all things are possible. Now, maybe I started this year. And I've tried three things. And three out of the three didn't look like they were possible. Or I tried three things. Two didn't work. One worked. I said, well, some things were possible. um, All all things were not possible. No, 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 no. I will go back to the scripture. When I turned to my experience, one was possible. Two were not possible. I will turn back to God's word and establish on my heart what the word of God said. Amen. Amen. That all things are possible. Amen. Are we together? All things are possible. I will say it. If I don't receive that word that all things are possible, my experience will never change. You have a lot of Christians that have experiences that are contrary to the word of God. Amen. And it's not supposed to be so. And they think that just because something is written in scripture means that it will just show up in your life. No. No. If somebody taught you that, 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 that's not accurate. That something is written in scripture. Why do we pray? Amen. We pray so that those words, the scriptures will become our experience. Amen. Have you not read scripture? Popular Matthew 6, 10. It says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is that thing in heaven that the scripture has written. Amen. Alright? That, that, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, some people think that if, as Jesus came to the earth, you know, surely, surely God's will would have come to pass. Jesus had to align himself, amen, to the will of God. He had to pray out that thing that God wanted to do in his life. Amen? Are you listening to me? He didn't just, well, it just happened. No, 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 no. no. That means that there are experiences. He had temptations. What was the temptation? Satan came and said, if you be. That means that something was challenging his sonship. Amen. If thou be the son of God. Listen to me. This year, your sonship will be challenged. Your divinity will be challenged. But you know what? You will stand your grounds. Amen. Amen. Am I communicating? If thou be the son. Who will be asking that kind of question? Satan met him. He knows that this is the son of God. Amen. He knows. Yet, what was he trying to achieve? To make him begin to doubt his experience. Now, let me explain something to you. That same Satan had done that thing to John the Baptist. 
Oh, are you with me? Now, after John the Baptist, he had come to Jesus. What was the experience of John the Baptist? John the Baptist was what you will call the forerunner. The Bible referred to him as the greatest of prophets before Pastor TV. He was the greatest. Amen. That's what scripture said. The least in the kingdom is greater than him. Amen. He was the greatest until Jesus came. We are not after the order of Elijah, Elisha. Are you that? We are after the order of Christ. Are you listening to me? Alright, so I'm not praying for the anointing of Elijah. What we have is better. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now, but John the Baptist was closing an age. Alright? He was closing an age. And then, a phenomenal prophet. The Bible said there were no miracles, but his water baptism was a sign that God sent him. And men gathered. The scripture had said about him, back, back in Malachi, back, back in Isaiah, that the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, that means he will go in a, to, to cry out in a place, but people will still gather around him. He was not in the city center. He was in the wilderness. Amen. And men were going there. That was a sign in itself. Now, I'm not talking about the ministry of John, but I just want to show you something. John the Baptist saw Hayabaka. Do you know that it was John the Baptist validated the ministry of Jesus Christ? When Jesus came, he had to go and submit to the ministry of John the Baptist. He had to attend his meeting. Amen. And subject himself to be baptized. It was in that baptism, the scripture said that when John the Baptist was being baptized, that the heaven, sorry, when Jesus was being baptized by John the Baptist, the heavens opened. Amen. If you read Luke's account of that scripture, the Bible told us that Jesus prayed. That means before Jesus went for the meeting, he prayed. That's why it's good to pray before you go to church. Amen. As soon as you just wake up, come to church. You are even, as you're in church, you're not even awake. <coughs> Amen. Then I want to say, eh, today's service was just that. I don't know. I don't know. Is it the, is it the way they were singing? I don't know whether, you know, is, you are the problem. Amen. I said what? You are the problem. When you are going for a service, you will get more out of the service based on how you prayed. Amen. 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 Listen, you will get more out of the service. Based on, so, you spend, I say, Father, you know, so we need to teach believers these days. We pray before we go to church. We also pray when we come back from church. Amen. Did you know that one? Yeah. You go back home. You don't just go back home. Hey, hey, hey. You go back to Father, I thank you for what I received today. Amen. If there were confessions that were made, you make them. Amen. I finished ministering now. I could be going back to my I'll say, Father, I thank you for the word today. Amen. On my own. Amen. Father, I thank you for what you did. Oh, I, yeah. Glory to God. So in the same way, so you will pray. That's by the way. So Jesus had prayed and the heavens opened. That means that when he went to the ministry of John the Baptist, the thing that God intended happened because Jesus had prayed. Amen. Amen. Now, why am I telling you this story? I'm talking about how the sonship of Jesus was challenged and how this John the Baptist ministry was challenged. When that happened, John the Baptist saw, if you read the scriptures, the Bible says he saw the Spirit of God. I remember one day I was in a meeting years ago. Maybe 20 years back. And I stood. 
And then I said, I, I see the Spirit of God. Someone came and said, eh, you cannot see the Spirit of God. I said, I see him. Amen. He said, eh. I said, yeah, I see him. He said, hey, I've not heard that one before. <laughs> Glory to God. Go and read your Bible. John the Baptist saw the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing me? If you're hearing for the first time, receive it. He saw the Spirit of God descending on Jesus. The mistake we always make is that we think that he saw a dove. The Bible didn't say he saw a dove. He said he saw the Spirit descending like a dove. Amen. It's not that a dove came and landed on Jesus' head. Are you understanding me? No. Is that the way the Spirit came upon Jesus is the way a dove lands. Amen. Gently. Amen. Are you understanding me? This is what we call figure of speech. Everybody say figure of speech. Uh-huh. If I say, ah, pastor just entered like a bulldozer. I'm not a bulldozer. <laughs> Are you understanding me? Are we together? Alright, so it's the same way the Bible says, the Spirit descended like what? A dove. It was talking about how he descended. Permit me to just touch on some theological issues. Now, what that means is that before that time, the Spirit never descended on anybody gently. Everywhere the Spirit showed up, something will scatter. Are you understanding me? Remember Elijah? He saw, he saw, he saw fire. He saw earthquake. That's how the Spirit of God shows up. Mount Sinai. Are you understanding? Something will scatter. But this Jesus, amen, the Spirit will come like a dove. Amen. And when he comes, he won't go. He will remain. Amen. Did you get that one? Alright, so, but my focus here is that John the Baptist saw the Spirit of God. John the Baptist saw the Spirit of God. And then, he is the one that declared, if you read John 1, 29 and 36, he said, Behold the lamp of God that taketh away the sin of the world. That means it was John that was declaring that this Jesus, amen, this Jesus is the lamp of God. Amen. That means nobody knew he was the lamp of God until John the Baptist declared it. That day passed. Sometime later, John the Baptist now was like, please go and ask that Jesus, are you the one? Or are we waiting for another? Amen. What happened to him? Glory to God. Amen. What happened to him? Experiences had challenged what he believed. Amen. This year, experiences will challenge what you believe. Amen. I said, experiences will challenge what you believe. That means, imagine John Bart say, um, 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 please find out whether he is the one. Is he the one? Uh, you are the one that told us. It. Remember that the moment John the Baptist declared that Jesus is the Lamb of God, some disciples of John the Baptist left him and joined Jesus. I hope you know that. Because he said, ah, since the one, the one has come, what are we following the one before the one? Amen. Amen. So, they just say, ah, thank you. And they joined Jesus. Amen. Now, imagine those guys that left John the Baptist and met Jesus. Then, John the Baptist now asked him, is he the one? I said, you, re- you are the reason why we followed him. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. I don't know if this is mine. It was here before I came. All right. 
Praise the Lord. So we saw how John the Baptist now began to question whether Jesus was the Christ. I know what Jesus responded to. Go and tell him that they have the word preached unto them. The sick are healed. Demons are cast out. That's what he still said was the things that were said about the Messiah. Tell him that those things are happening. Amen. That means he still has to believe what he knew before. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, that same Satan that made John the Baptist doubt went to Jesus also. Amen. And said, if you be the son of God, that means you're beginning to say, am I the son of God? Hey. Permit me to speak pidgin English. I'll be Joseph Pekino. He wanted him to doubt his sonship. If you see the temptation, the basis of that temptation was challenging his sonship. If you be the son of God. If you be the son of God. Amen. Throw yourself down. It is written. <laughs> Amen. If he acted on any of those words, it would mean that he's doubting. Amen. That he is the son. Am I communicating? Now get this. This year, there are things that God has spoken to you about. Things will come up to challenge them. Maybe God even spoke to you and said, this year will be the most peaceful year of your life. He said, hell. Ah, thank you, Lord, though, because last year I had trouble. Then, the month of January has not even ended. And you've had signs of trouble. Amen. Contrary to the peace that God spoke. What do you do? Amen. You were pressed for the experience that the word of God talked about. Amen. Are we together? I said you were pressed for the experience that the word of God talked about. I'm trying to read my scripture. Mark eleven twenty four. Amen. <laughs> That's my scripture for today actually. Amen. You will press for that experience that the Word of God talks about. Don't accept sickness this year. Don't accept lack this year. Don't accept mediocrity this year. Don't accept accept smallness this year. Are you understanding me? Accept it. Some people have accommodated Satan in their life. You know what that means? Since Satan keeps worrying you and disturbing you, you just create your room and say, no problem, I know you'll come tomorrow, so this is your space. I'm not going to resist you again. When you come, this is your space in my life. And there are people like that. That means they've given up. But I'm saying to you that you will press for what the word of God says. And this thing I'm talking about, you know, we've seen it in different ways. I've seen it in giving. I've seen it in, in, in pressing for deeper measures of the demonstrations of the Spirit. I, I shared a story about how I was um, praying. 
1998. And at that time in my life, I was born again, of course, filled with the Holy Ghost. Already doing ministry. Amen. Already doing ministry. Already casting out devils, healing the sick. Seeing the power of God at work. But in my heart, when I read the scriptures, I see that there's something more. Are you understanding me? I see there's something more. I see that there are greater measures of these things that we're talking about. So I started praying for it. Amen. Now, I was not praying to receive the Holy Ghost. I had already received the Holy Ghost. Amen. So I was praying. I remember that day very well. I remember it very well. Because it changed a lot of things. I had prayed for a while. I'd been there almost the whole day. And then, in my flesh, it was like, you have tried. Amen. And my flesh, I felt like I was satisfied. But in my spirit, it was not, it was not a forceful thing. It's something I would have been able to ignore. It's something I would have been able to, to shut down. Are you understanding me? So I sometimes would think that, someone say, if God really wants to do it, he will. <laughs> no, sir. It's something I would have said no to. It was just like, just stay a little longer. Just press a little longer. And I said, there's nothing more. I've reached the end of this place. Amen. I've reached the end. There's nothing more. I said, just, just stay a little longer. I said, okay, I'll stay. It wasn't long again. Boom. I entered the flow. Amen. I entered the flow. I shouted. This is it. This is it. This is what Smith Wigglesworth was talking about. I read all Smith Wigglesworth's material available. I read it. I said, this is it. I heard him talk about wholesale miracles. Are you understanding me? Where someone is standing in one spot talking and things are happening in every place. Are you understanding me? I'd heard it. Now, at that time in my life, some people had ministered to me, but those manifestations didn't come until I spent time in prayer. Are you listening to me? Boom! That was it. I did not go and tell anybody I had a counter, I had experience. These things, I started talking about them maybe 10 years after. I never told anybody the story. And I still have stories I've never told anybody. Amen. I never told anybody the story. It was 10 years after I started talking about it. But you know what? Anybody that was around me knew that something had changed. Because that night, April the 3rd, 1998, I came for a meeting. And it was obvious. Are you understanding me? It was obvious. And everybody was wondering, what happened? What happened? What happened? You say something about an encounter. You can't, you can't, it, it, it will show. Amen. Are you listening to me? It will show. I said, God has touched my life. Only you know. Ah, I don't know that kind of touch, you know. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know what it means for God to touch somebody's life? <laughs> Praise God. The words, when we speak, people's hearts burn. They've gone. But people wake up. It's from them. People say, um, 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 I saw you in my dream. They were not seeing me in any dream before. Amen. 
those supernatural things are happening effortlessly. Praise God. But why am I telling you this story? I pressed for an experience that I saw in God's word. Amen. I pressed. So this year, if the word of God says all things are possible, you will press for it. Amen. Are you listening to me? The word said all things are possible. What does all things mean? Mr. Yoruba man, what does all things mean in your language? Mr. Igbo man, what does your, all things mean in your language? All things, all things are possible. You press for it. <laughs> I love the story I heard, you know. And you see, that's the mindset that wins. So. Are you with me? That's the mindset that wins. It's not the one that, oh, uh, we tried this. So a, a minister said he tried a program and the thing flopped. I said, it's never ever going to have a program. He says, ah, why? Eh, why did it flop? He said, eh, because I was not prepared. Eh, prepare now. Are you understanding me? At least if you know why it flopped, then if you do it again, it will flop. Amen. Amen. Am I communicating? I tried to get married the other time. It just didn't work out. I'm done with marriage. And people say that, all those kind of things. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not cut out for. Maybe, maybe, maybe. No, just say those kind of things. That you failed at something doesn't mean you're not cut out for it. There are many things you're cut out for that you can fail many times in it. In it. Amen. The Bishop of Winners Chapel was sharing one time, I think that was the Cardinal Church or so, they were trying to raise a building, their first building, without a pillar. And while they were walking, a part of the thing collapsed. You know, because some said, it cannot be done. So a part of it collapsed. They came and they saw that. See, it collapsed. He said, find out why it collapsed. <laughs> He said, okay, then do it again. <laughs> Amen. He said, build it again. It is that kind of attitude that made them able to build the 50,000 seater that they built without a pillar. Amen. Amen. Am I communicating? They said, they didn't just give up. They said, oh, it didn't work. Are we together? So you will press for all things. Help me tell your neighbor, all things are possible. Now, all things are possible because Jesus said so. Amen. They are possible to him that believes. Now, if I didn't go far today, I just want to read the scripture. And make a point or two on it. Let's read it together. I want to go. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you something. Some people are only wishing for possibilities. Alright? You know, the difference between a wish and a prayer. A wish is a desire with no commitment attached. Amen. 
Hello. A wish is a desire with no commitment attached. Some of you wish you were Jeff Bezos' son. Some of you wish you knew the richest man in Nigeria. But there's no commitment attached to it. You're not doing anything about it. You just taste the thought in your mind. (laughs) Amen. And leave it. Glory to God. This year, stop. If you really want something to happen, go beyond wishing. Amen. Do you know that some of your New Year resolution are just wishes? Hello? Some of your so-called New Year resolutions are just wishes. I wish this year will be more financially stable for me. I wish this year... I'll be more spiritually committed this year. How will it happen? Now, let me tell you something. What the Bible tells us to do with our desire. Everybody say, my desire. desire. is what I want to show you. He said, what thing soever, this scripture, you know, many believers, you know, this scripture was made popular by Kenneth E. Hagin, Papa Hagin, Mark 11, 23, 24. I learned it from Kenneth Hagin. But in my meditation of this scripture, I've seen things that, People might not always see or talk about. And what I found out is that there's something about the scripture. He's saying that if you are a believer, all of your desires should be brought to the place of prayer. Prayer is not just a place where your, answer, your, your, your request is answered. It's a filter for your desires. Amen. I once told a man, I said, if you want to marry a second wife, pray about it. He didn't understand what I was saying. I said, talk to God about it. Father Lord, Lord, you know I need to change wife, Lord. Lord, give me a second wife. In the name. Then the Spirit of God, are you understanding me? You brought it to the place of prayer. That madness that is making you desire a second wife, in that place of prayer, the Lord will cure you. (laughs) Amen. Am I communicating? Now, understand the scripture. He said, what things soever. He gave, he didn't, he's not bothered about what you will desire. You can desire anything. But say, when you desire it, bring it here first. (laughs) <laughs> Amen. Amen. Anything you desire, no problem. Just, b- b- just bring it here first. Amen. Bring it to the place of prayer. Amen. Bring it to the place of prayer. Bad or good, bring it to the place of prayer. Then in that place, God will filter you. Amen. Are we together? Because prayer is a two-way communication. Am I communicating? It's a two-way communication. You are talking to God and he's talking to you. Amen. Oh, I've had times where I had to adjust what I was praying about. Glory to God. Where I, I started out praying for something. Then, uh, first maybe I prayed in my understanding. Oh God, I don't even know. Um, uh, I want this, uh, this thing uh, to move from here. You know. Uh, I, I don't know where it should move to. I, I, let's just, oh, I start praying in tongues. When I come back to pray, the prayer might not change. Lord, 
let the new one come. It doesn't have to move. Amen. Are we together? Now, God begins to help me recognize what exactly I should be praying for. Let me explain this to you. You Just go with this. That the Spirit of God will supply you wisdom in prayer. Amen. Amen. Are we together? It will supply you wisdom in prayer. Every human being comes to a place where you are not sure what exactly you should pray for. There are situations we've been in. You don't even know what you should pray for. I've been in places where like your hand is tied. Alright? <laughs> I can't even tell the story. Are you understanding me? Your hand is tied. You, if you pray this way, it will affect this way. If you pray this way, it will affect this way. Are you understanding me? You know? Then the Spirit of God has to grant you wisdom. Amen. So, what things soever you desire this year? When? You didn't say if you pray. You didn't say if. Everybody say when. when. Say when. when. That means you are supposed to surely pray about it. Help me tell two people what things soever you desire. When you pray. When you pray. When you pray. Now, let's ask ourselves. Do you know, it, ha- it has happened to me before. Where we're doing, trying to do something, you know. And then, it just occurred to me that, hey... And I found out that there was like a struggle. And I said, ah, we don't even pray about this thing, you know. I came and met the thing being done and I was trying to help. And I said, this has not been prayed about. We pray about this. I said, no. How do you expect it to work? <laughs> Amen. So, don't be a believer that you have jumped out. You're on the road already. They just discover, ah. Okay, we've not prayed about this. Pray. Amen. What do you do? Pray. What things soever ye desire, Pray when ye pray. When ye pray. Then he said, Believe. That means the believing is happening as you are praying. Amen. Alright? I won't be able to go further than that. So, but get the point here. You will press for all things. Not some things being possible. You are a student, press for all things. Amen. I found out that the people that have the greater results in the things of the Spirit are those that press. I found out that those that, you know, there are some people that are very calm. Very calm. I've met people that are very calm, you know, very calm in, in, in nature. Are you understanding me? That's, they are very reserved and very calm. But when it comes to spiritual things, they are forceful. Amen. Are we together? Yeah. You find that when it comes to spiritual things, they are not laid back. If you have to be laid back, don't be laid back about spiritual things. Amen. Are we together? Eh, eh, eh. And that's why all those kinds of things happen. Eh, no problem. No, you know, I always tell people, don't just be saying no problem when you are not assured in your heart that there's no problem. Hello? Once I had to sit some of my pastors, I sat them down. I said, don't tell somebody everything will be well if you're not sure everything will be well. Amen? You know, some people can force ministers to say things. You know, some group of people met me one time. The person was not feeling well. I wanted me to pray for him. I had a restraint in my heart. So I said, okay. Um, I've heard. Sir, pastor, touch it now. There are some things that you just can't explain. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. 
I know we encourage each other, and it's good to encourage people, you know. You can encourage and say, I'm going to pray for you. Amen. I'm going to pray about this. Then you say, don't worry, everything will be fine. Is that what God told you? Some things are happening to human beings. Everything will not be fine. No. You will die. Oh. Hear me. There are some things that are coming to you. They didn't come to make everything to be fine. They came to scatter. They came to destroy. They came to kill. Are you understanding me? So, don't just wake up and tell someone everything will be fine. You can say, I'm going to go and pray so that everything will be fine. Amen. 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 You can tell somebody, don't worry. We'll take care of this. But, you know, this talking, just talking, just say, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Bish, dead. In English, they say, lackadaisical attitude. Amen. Don't be lackadaisical about those things. This year, you will hold the winds of life. Are you understanding me? You will hold it. Not just say everything goes. No, no, you will hold it. You hold it. Some people look. They say, don't look at what we're doing and think we don't know what we're doing. You cannot be foolish and have these people seated here. Are you understanding me? No, you cannot. There has to be a wisdom from God. Amen. To sustain something and keep it going. Are you understanding what I'm saying? There has to be. So, there's something we've held. And you will stay with that thing you've held. Amen. This year you will hold the window. You will press for that thing that the word of God said. Are we together? Don't just be going and say, oh, praise the Lord. Oh, we forgot to pray. Say, God will take care of us. That's how people die. You. I say, oh, we've not dealt with this thing that's happening in the office. Oh, it will work out somehow. No, don't be talking like that. Don't be careless. Permit me to quote something that me is the book I first read, though, then I watched the movie, Godfather. Amen. Mario Puzo. When the main man, Don Corleone, some people be angry now that they are breaking all this entire scripture. It's not scripture, I'm telling you experience. The man was telling his son, that he was handing over to. He said, women and children can be careless, not men. In essence, he was saying that for you to run this thing, you cannot afford to be careless. Don't be careless with your life. Amen. That's my own point here. I didn't say you're going to read the book. Don't be careless with your life. Amen. Don't be careless with your life. Let me tell two people, don't be careless with your life. Amen. Don't be careless. Don't be careless. Eh, eh, eh. It's God now. God will take care of. No, don't be careless. Take control spiritually. Don't be careless with your children. Amen. Some people are careless with their children. Don't be careless with your children. They're growing. Are you understanding me? Oh, two years, three years, five years, they're growing. Don't be careless with them. You, you don't be amazed that you are in a Christian home. You just raise the next world atheist. Amen. Don't be careless. I grew up in a Christian home. I know the mistakes that we shouldn't make. It's by the hand of God. If not, I was lost. Amen. My parents were in ministry. 
Are we together? But you see something? I will give credit for the things that I saw and experienced before my teenage years. Because I had tasted God and the power of God. So I, I knew that this was the way. But you know, you can, parents can just be involved. Oh, go to church, clean the table, go to church. The children are not involved. They don't even know why you are going to clean church every day. They don't even know why you are going for evangelism every day. Hey, I've gone for evangelism again now. What again? <laughs> we have not eaten. I've gone for evangelism. <laughs> hey, mommy is praying. She said we should not disturb her. We are tired of this prayer. <laughs> Some wives, you know, let me just address this thing to you. Listen, be wise. Amen. You cannot be praying, you have not cooked. Husband has not eaten. Children have not eaten. There's a body on your heart. It's not on the heart of the children. Give them food. Amen. 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 Give them their food. Then go and settle your body. Amen. When you finish, husband has gone. Amen. Don't be careless with your children. Amen. Amen. Say, because you are praying, you are now disobedient to your husband. The Spirit of God is speaking to me now. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. He <laughs> will ask you whether it's the Spirit of God or it's your husband. I'm being very practical with this thing. Because some people are not exercising wisdom in how they operate things of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. You cannot go on a three-day fast as a father. You do not keep feeding money in the house. They are not fasting with you. Amen. Count their money and give them. <laughs> Or else, pause your fast. Amen? He said, I need a month. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to the mountain for one month. It's time to pay school fees. Though. Have you paid the school fees? Amen. He said, I'm going on the mountain. Please pay it before you go to the mountain. Amen. Some people are teaching their children to lie. Tell them daddy's not in the house. Tell them mommy is not in the house. One day they will tell you to, I'm, I'm not in the house. <laughs> Amen. Don't be careless with your children. Lift your right hand everywhere and just talk to God. Talk to God. Shoprahanda vashataya barakato sobredi. Makatombo supredi jatalaban sobredi keto salabahanda lavasha. Meshike ledeze degesike paye de bosu. Manda hakatiadeske. Mando subredike zile manto bradi 